Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench. This is uh, episode five of season two, moving right along. Uh, Man, two-thirds of the way through January already. I know, that's uh, crazy. It is. Uh, I don't know, it just just keeps going, but um, I did put the curse on us last week. You know about how we're you know, <laughs> halfway through January, and then Aaron reminded yeah, us I, the wisdom told, of Aaron. I, I know I it. Told ya. I told you. Lo and behold, and then uh, this last weekend it was, you know, I, luckily we didn't get the second round quite as bad here in Western Iowa, uh, but the first round was bad enough, and the winds were bad, so. Yeah. Kind of had our first real winter weather of the season, I think. Uh, what did it end up like over there for you, Aaron? Oh, we got in Cedar Rapids, we got about four, maybe four and a half inches of snow. Um, what, what made it interesting was that then that freezing rain, rain overnight. So you went out there in the morning, my dogs for, <laughs> got a kick out of them on Saturday morning. I let them out the door to go outside and they saw the snow and they're all jazzed up. Ready to go pouncing through the snow, and all of a sudden they're cracking and snapping through the top of the snow, and and they just stopped cold in their tracks. Like what? What is this? Uh, yeah. it just it it made it dip, which was good. We didn't get all the blowing snow with it, but it kind of made it an unenjoyable snow. I mean, if you're yeah. gonna get snow, at least be able to go out and do something in it. And it just was, it was a yeah. pain. Yep. I was out. I was out shoveling our driveway Friday night. My wife, of course, told me, don't go out there. It's really icy. So I'm out there shoveling, and I fall a couple times because our driveway is really steep, and it's on a big incline, and it was just pure ice. And then the last time I fell, I really jacked my knee up. So yesterday yeah. we're playing Urbandale, and I'm hobbling around like a crippled. You know, I was, so my mm. knee's been sore. Bend it. So I don't know what I did to it, but. My now I'm laying out in the, on the driveway, kind of writhing around in pain, and my wife's. I told you so. <laughs> well, I was gonna say you didn't bat an eye when uh, you said my wife said I shouldn't do it. So there, I, there I am out shoveling the driveway. So <laughs> yeah, I was a good listener. I was a good listener. Once and again, your listening skills uh, prevailed there. Yeah, they, uh... they often do with my wife. But no sympathy. No, I didn't get any. I told you not yeah. to do that. I know. <laughs> yes, dear. Well, baby, we're going to talk. Baby Yoda. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit later about some rescheduling um, as we get into some questions. But uh, do you guys get everything rescheduled then? Yeah, we did. We got everything rescheduled. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We, uh, we actually did move our. Uh, we had a girl boy doubleheader with Wash scheduled for Friday night. So we actually did move that to Thursday night and played that as a quad over at Grant's place at Wash on Thursday. So we got our varsity basketball game in yes. Thursday night. And then our wrestlers were in a two-day tournament over at Geneseo. And so we just had them leave really early Friday morning to get out before it started. Oh, I'm sorry. And then they didn't come back until uh, until last night when it was it was done and wound down by then. So they got home safely and – uh, everything else got moved around, swimming meet and things like that. So everything's rescheduled. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, all right. Well, let's uh, we're gonna head on here. We've got a a big announcement, and we are happy to uh, be joined and 
to uh, have a sponsorship uh, from Hometown Ticketing from out in Ohio. And uh, we've kind of connected with them through uh, some social media and then met up with them at the state or the national convention uh, with Nate Nail. And uh, we are just proud to have them be one of our sponsors or our only sponsor right now. So, uh, Scott, tell us about Hometown yeah. Ticketing. Well, Todd, I'm glad you asked. Are you an AD <laughs> interested in saving time or making your job less stressful? Well, of course we are. Are you looking for ways to improve the fan experience at your games? Yes. Well, we suggest you take a good look into Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing provides schools with everything needed to offer professional-level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school or athletic program. Hometown integrates industry-leading technology directly into your existing school or athletic website. This provides your fans with simple ticket-buying experience that takes place directly on your website without the need to remember a password, which you, we all know is crazy, yeah. load an app. From individual game tickets to customized season pass programs, our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your program. And the best part is it doesn't cost your school or athletic program anything to get started. So right. visit, I like that part. Yeah. Visit www.hometownticketing.com to enroll your school today. That's www.hometownticketing.com. And thanks, Nate. We, uh, I always enjoy following you and love all the things you're doing for high schools across the nation. So thank you for being a sponsor and thank you for helping our athletic directors across uh, this great country. No doubt. Thank you. And we look forward, we're going to have Nate on the, the podcast here in the next few weeks. And uh, so we'll be able to learn more about uh, hometown ticketing, but uh, again, just uh, we're proud to have them and to partner with them um, on beyond the bench. So let's go to what's up, what's down. And we're going to start with up and uh, Scott Jarvis, you're hitting lead off on this one here. What's up with you? Well, this is kind of was, you know, it's that we kind of get into that snow and all the weather related stuff. And, uh, and up for me was, um, although we had all the weather cancellations and everything was all crazy and, you know, everybody gets really tense when we're deciding whether we're going to go anywhere. Um, just, um, I really appreciated, uh, our assistant soup, Darren Hawk, Dr. Hawk, um, our director of operations, Tim Simpkins, um, just, you know, we really communicated a lot over the last few days just to make sure that our kids were safe and, and uh, I almost feel like a, uh, a hobbyist as a meteorologist here in the last uh, week or two. So um, just, uh, although it was kind of a tense situation, I really did. It was just an up for me to, to be able just to communicate really well and to have a really good discussion about, you know, what can we do to still have our games? What can we do still do to have our kids go and compete um, at different locations, but also keep them safe and just making sure that we're on top of the weather. So. Um, just a that, that was an up for me. It was a at the end of the day, all of our kids, you know, our basketball team played Saturday. Our show choir went to Linmar, got there safe, and came home safe. And uh, as soon as they got home late, late last night, I was able to sleep soundly last night. So uh, great weekend. No doubt, no doubt. Well, my up. We're we're recording this on Sunday night. My up, the Kansas City Chiefs. Headed to the Super Bowl. Oh, man. So they end a 50-year drought. I mean, there's a lot of droughts, but that's 50 years since they've been to the Super Bowl. And uh, so it was just fun to watch. They kind of started slow again. Last week's win, obviously, was just a freak of nature once the freight train got rolling. But um, it'll be a fun fun couple weeks here and uh, a fun Super Bowl. So been a Chiefs fan, and uh, that'll be fun to have them in the Super Bowl looking like they're playing the 49ers because they are rolling the Packers right now. So, What is the most recent score there? Last score I saw was 17-0. That's the last I saw, too. Yeah, they're, so. uh, they're having their way. It's just kind of what I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be Chiefs and 49ers, they're the best two teams. They are. That's what, what you want. So. <laughs> so, Well, hey, congrats. congrats, Todd, you Chiefs fan. Yeah, I had a lot to do with it. I had a lot to do with it, and I appreciate that. Congratu- yeah, congratulations. 
Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, what's up with you? Well, I threw on there, uh, I'm going to go along the same lines that Scott did. You know, with, with all the rescheduling and all the events going on and, and, and such, I, uh, as much as I'd like to think I stay on top of it all, I don't. Um, I've got Julie and Carl. Julie is, is our uh, office manager, and Carl, Carl Barton is, is one of our security guys, but he di- he's just been my uh, right-hand man when it comes to event management. Takes a lot of my Monday night, Thursday night, lower-level stuff for me. Um, he's just a guy I can lean on to do those little things behind the scenes that just need to happen. And he takes my plate. So I guess I'm giving a shout out with, with just what January is and what it can become when you have weather and the things to manage. Um, those two take care of a ton of little things behind the scenes and, and don't get enough credit for the hard work they do. So shout out to Julie and Carl for making my life a whole lot easier and made me look smarter than I really am. That's great. Yep. Most people, they bail us. They bail us out a lot. Appreciate them. It's just Scott. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Nope. Go ahead. Well, Finish your thought. It's great with those folks who, man, the minute we decide, hey, we, we're not playing this game. It's all right. What can we do, or what can I do, or you know, they've got three or four things written down. Okay, I'll take care of concession stand workers, officials, and transportation, and I'll let our yeah. our uh, cheer coach know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, great. What's left for me? So they're those are those, <laughs> those kind of people. Those are yeah. great people to have, though. Yeah. They are. Fantastic. Scott, we're back to you for a uh, little what's down. I know. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm sticking with weather here. But, uh, you know, as you guys know, we had snowmageddon, not this weekend, but the weekend, the potential snowmageddon. So my doubt right. is just meteorologists. I know they get a bad rap, but, man, it's, it's just so crazy. Um, how different all these things are and uh, you, you never can I watch three four different weather channels and they're all different so that's uh, it's just that's difficult I know it's a difficult job but man we gotta I wish there was a better way to predict this weather yeah well they nailed this one this weekend yeah they did they got this one right so yeah I get it well for me um, I just I just for me, it's doubters, uh, people that doubt that, uh, number one, either they can do something that maybe they um, just don't want to try and do or that, so then they just don't do it. Or, But the biggest one is just people that doubt um, our kids and doubt uh, really how great they could be. They write them off. Um, maybe don't give them a chance. Um and, uh, you know, again, it's a minority, it's a small group, but I think we can't get focused on that. And I, I think, so my down is just knowing they're there. Um, but then again, I think I've just learned not to give them an audience. Yeah. Uh, but when they, when you need to say something to them, you say something to them. But, um, for the most part, it's just, I just, I just don't have time for that. I don't have time for doubters. Um, and we'll just try and prove them wrong. That's kind of yep. where I'm at with it. You know, I'm just not going to waste time. Okay, let's just go to work and let's just prove the ones that doubt us wrong. So, isn't that nice um, when you can? Isn't that nice? It's there's nothing more when you have some people that just doubt your kids and doubt your coaching staffs, and then you just pull off a great win or you have a great season, and uh, you know people are picking at you about why don't you fire this coach or these kids can't do this. And then they just come through and they, they just shine. And that's some of those, those are some of my proudest moments when those coaches and kids just ride to rise to the occasion and, and do something amazing when other people and a lot of people just doubt what that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. And it's just, I, you know, and you, you stay humble in that. I don't try to point it out or, no flash in their face it's just like okay we our actions will speak for what we'll do and yeah uh we don't have to be loud about it so good stuff aaron it's down for you well you know my we shared a couple weeks ago that our words of the of the year my 2020 word one word was going to be relentless um foreshadowing i guess i i think my down which has been is been riding on me here for the last i don't know week and a half is just uh just the relentlessness 
to use that word of, of what January is and really the first two weeks of February are in, in this gig um, that we call being a, an activities administrator. Just it's, it's not just the activities. It's then just, you throw everything else on top of it. Just the weather makes you start tweaking things. And it's just this domino effect of, of, of people and event workers and buses. And um, it, uh, it sometimes gets the best of us. And I, it got the best of me, I would say in the last week. Uh, so hopefully I'm going to bounce back out of that a little bit, but um, I think one of the things that got started just getting me down a little bit, not down, but just, you know, Todd, to, to go off what you talked about, the doubters where they just, they suck energy away from what you're trying to accomplish and what you believe you can accomplish. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, in the last, this last week, starting about Tuesday, Wednesday, I didn't want to leave my office and, and I didn't leave my office because if I left my office, just go to the bathroom or go to the cafeteria or walked out of the gym and check on something, I'd have to talk to four people about what do you think the weather's going to be like on Friday? Do you think we're going to play the games on Friday night? Are you going to move games uh-huh. from Friday to Thursday? What about show choir Saturday? Do they get to have their, and it's just this nonstop barrage of people want to be in, they want to be in the know. They, they mm-hmm. want to know what's going on. They're curious about what's going on. And I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, but I, it just wears on me sometimes and it got the better of me. So I got to get my chin up and buck up and, and power, power through it better. But, I, I don't know. That's uh that that gets old for me. Yeah. Yep. Well the good news is tomorrow is January twentieth. It is. <laughs> and when we know when we hit January thirty first the weather will be over and February will be just fine. So sure it will be. Yeah, you've got you're downhill from here. Uh I got this is I always have one bad week. I'm hoping that was it. Well, let's hope, right? Yep. All right. Well, we're going to hit some uh, some questions this week. We kind of put it out there on social media. I put it out there before Christmas and uh, got a response or two. And then I put it out there again this week because I knew this week we just kind of wanted the three of us talk and uh, we wouldn't have a guest this week. So uh, we wanted to hear from some other ADs and some questions they had. So we've got four of them that we're going to address. Um and so the first two are from uh, an AD called, his name's Chris Lancaster. He's from Vincennes, Indiana, and he uh, works at South Knox Middle School High School. So Chris, Lance, Chris Lancaster from Vincennes, Indiana, sent our first two questions. Uh, the first question he asked was just our thoughts or what we do for event setup and management when we know we're going to be gone. Okay, so event setup and management when when we know we're going to be gone. And uh, Scott, we're keeping you in the leadoff position uh, for this first first two questions. Uh, But what do you do? What do you do in that situation? uh, Game like checklist of things that we need to do, like to set up and tear down. Um, And I'd be happy to share that. Um, And we can put that up on our on um, on our podcast website there. Um, but I just make sure that, you know, I'm communicating with telling everybody I'm going to be gone. I usually set up like a little schedule before I leave. So when we went to the national AD convention, I included, you know, our assistant AD, our game manager, um, our uh, administrative assistant, and then also my administration. And I gave them a checklist of here's the things that need to be done. And, you know, always leave my cell phone uh, to make sure, but you know, that's getting the money set up making sure we have ticket takers, making sure we have announcer and table workers, making sure we have supervision, um, you know, making sure we've communicated. I try to get in front of communicating with the teams and giving them our game itinerary out front, having the game ready before I go along with announcer scripts. Um, so just really try to be uh, organized when I know I'm going to be gone so that the people that are there uh, on the front lines can, uh, can still move forward and, but like Aaron said, it's great having people there that can take that on. And sometimes they just take that responsibility on. And, and that's a, a great tool to have when you have people like that around. No doubt. Yeah, and I, I would be very similar. Um, I think the checklist is great. I mean, I think we're communicating. We're planning, you know, a couple weeks out ahead of time, which we, we usually are for our events anyway. I'm the same. When I went to the national convention, I sent stuff out for all of our events, our home events, uh, the week before, told them it's early, 
but here's why it's early. Um, you know, and then with weather situations, give them, make sure they know who to contact if you're going to have to cancel or, uh, so the visiting the ADs who we're going to be playing, who do they contact in case of, uh, bad weather? So a lot of that communication planning, you know, like we say, it's, it's sometimes harder to be gone than it is to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just the way it is. And, uh, if we're going to do our job efficiently, we just have to do that work up front. The second part of that, which I think is really important, is that, number one, we give ourselves permission to be gone, that those games will happen with or without us. And if we do that work ahead of time, they'll still be okay. And the second part of being gone is, like you said, if I think we need to give others the opportunity to lead. I mean, if we're trying to grow leaders, if we're trying to um, have some of our coaches have an interest, we, we probably do have coaches who have an interest in being an athletic director, activities director. Well, this is a perfect opportunity then for having an internship or to, um, you know, they're going to run this event that night. Uh, so we've got to give them that, those opportunities and then just step back and let them do it. We can help set up for it, but, you know, they're going to handle some of those emergency situations but our coaches can do that or the people that we are going to leave to supervise, they can do it. And we just have to relax and let them do it. It may not be the way we, we want to do it, but we've got to let them grow their leadership as well uh, in situations like that. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron. Yeah, I'm uh, I agree with everything you guys have said so far. I've, I've always said that when, and you're getting ready to leave and or be out of the office or out of town for a couple of days as an AD and you've got events going on. It's, it's not a whole lot different than uh, doing your sub plans when we were teachers uh, in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can't be a lost day of learning in your classroom. It, it can't be a, a bad night of event or a poorly run event because you're gone. So the communication and the work up front uh, to make sure, I think one of the things I try to make sure of is I listen to what you guys talked about. By the way, no surprise, Scott, you got a checklist for something. Go go figure out the, <laughs> the shock of the night for me. Um, of course, of course but, you do. Uh, <laughs> but uh, is I always try to make sure that people know uh, first who's who's going to be the the go to person that night. So if I'm going to be gone, uh, you know, with my my template, item number one, bold and and, and highlighted and, and bigger font than the rest is here's the event manager who here's who's in charge and here's their contact information so that people is very clear this is who you go to if there's an issue that night or if you're the opposing coach coming or the, the visiting ad coming um you know who's going to be the one uh to, to contact is probably a number one thing for me in that communication list uh, as you put in there but but todd totally agree with you on that is get those those roles responsibilities out there and then try like crazy to stay out of the way um, uh-huh. The one thing I've, I, I struggle, I was going to ask you guys coming back to this, because you mentioned, you know, who do you contact if it's bad weather? That's been the one piece I've had a hard time. Uh, I guess I've always left my name on the list saying, hey, if things start going south on the weather, call me. Or I stay on top yeah. of that and I try to stay engaged in that. And maybe that's just because I haven't done enough prep work with folks to know, to help them know who all they've got to contact and, and things like that. What? Do you guys do that, or do you really let that part of it go also? Do you is that mostly for like baseball and like in the summertime, Aaron? Yeah, probably. I I um so like at the beginning of the summer with my baseball and softball coaches, um, I don't do as much now. But like when I was at Newton, I used to have a, a packet, and I had every single you know uh, official or umpire for all the games and their contact information, and I had all the um, coaches in the conferences, emails and phone numbers. And I really tried to get my baseball coaches to engage and softball coaches to engage with communicating with the other coach if there was some wet, wet weather issues. And so, you know, because here's what we do. We get in the middle of calling this coach and that coach and we're just the go between. So I told my coaches, I go contact the other coach. Um, and I have that packet put together and just kind of you call the coach, call the officials, call me, let me know if you need my help, but let me know when the rescheduled date is and I'll get umpires and 
I kind of just gave them a list of here's things I need you to do. Here's the contact people you need to get a hold of. And I know it took a lot of work up front, but it seemed to work pretty well. Hmm. So you don't do that as much at Centennial? No, I don't. I, I kind of take, I'm kind of like Aaron. I kind of take that on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think a, a lot of that depends on uh, your coaches too, how much experience they have. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a first year head coach here, the young kid, three years out of high school or college uh, that we just hired. So, you know, I wouldn't throw that on him, but I think if you've got a seasoned coach, um, mm-hmm. I think back to the coach we had in trainer, once he got going, he could have done that. Yeah. Uh, our coach in um, at Roosevelt, he basically did the reschedule. Um, he would he would tell me the dates, and then just like that. So I think, yeah, I think if your coach is, uh, they know their schedule better than anybody else. Otherwise, you're just going back and forth on dates. So I think yeah. that's that's a good thing to have. Um, you know, I, I think you're right, Aaron. You know regardless of whether we say we're going to step out of the weather picture, you know, if we were to be gone for like a national convention, if we had bad weather, you could bet we'd all be on the weather apps and, and have our computers on looking at the weather and helping with that decision. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, think back, think of like state convention when, you know, as we're always there as the first week of outdoor track meets and some spring events and things like that. if weather's moving in, uh, it, and it's just a revolving door of ADs leaving the rooms on their phones, talking about yeah. track meets and do we go or do we not go? What about soccer practices? So it's it's hard to get away. Um, I mean, that's the hard part. It's it's easy to be planned. Um, weather and unforeseen things become difficult, and everybody I think still comes back and wants to lean on us. And I think it, I, right. it, it, it takes a special AD to 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 be able to step away from all that stuff too. It takes a lot of trust and I trust them, but I don't know. There's just so many things that seems like to me that can go wrong on the weather stuff that I'd rather be engaged in it from the get go than have to clean up yep. the mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You know what? One thing I do too, Aaron, for like you talked about practices, I have a inclement weather practice, indoor practice schedule for all my spring sports. So if we have to go inside, I have, you know, boys soccer has this gym from this time to this time, girls soccer. And I just have a, you know, scripted indoor practice schedule. And I said, here's the schedule. And if you're not going to use the space, you guys can communicate, you know, amongst each other and make changes if you need to or want to. But here's the schedule. Right. And that's worked pretty well for me. I started doing that, too. And I think that was that was key because there for years it's like, okay, we got a bad weather day. Okay. Who wants the gym? What time can you go? Uh, you know, so I, I think it's good. You just set the schedule out you give them their hour and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, so everyone's kind of scheduled the same time. And, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's good. I think I got that from you, Scott. Um, that's a, that's a good plan to have. I think in the spring, especially when you got everything going on under the sun. Yeah, I know. All right, so uh, next question from Chris. And uh, Scott, you're hitting pretty heavy tonight, so we're going to keep you in this leadoff spot for this one. He keeps getting on base. You keep him in that spot in the order. He does. He's he's setting the plate. Setting the plate. So the next question from Chris out in Vincennes, Indiana, was about office and department efficiency, and particularly uh, the use of technology. What are some technology things that you use, Scott, that – Chris and our other listeners may be interested in. Well, I mean, obviously we use our school, which is huge and um, scheduling software, um, which is great. I love using that, but um, I, I think we all, we're all getting to that point now where we've got some kind of, you know, lightning detector on our phones or some kind of weather app. And in the summertime, it seems like I use that app more than probably any other app I probably use in the summertime. Um, but then just, you know, and, and I know, Todd, you use this too, but, and you kind of lead, led me onto that PixArt. Um, and now I'm use, using yeah. Canva and Photoshop. I use that a lot for all of our social media graphics, um, trying to promote our student athletes, our programs um, and events at school. Um, but I, and I spend a lot of time doing that. So I think those are probably the three that really strike me as ones that I use quite often that, 
really um, helped me as an athletic administrator. Yeah. Um, along with the weather, have any either of you either uh, visited or talked to the people at Earth Network? No, at I the haven't. National Convention. I I had a uh, um, kind of like a online meeting with them a couple of weeks ago, and um, Earth Networks is was basically took over Weatherbug. It used to be the Weatherbug app. Yeah. Uh, so the, and they're so what they do they've got their own you know weather stations all over the country, uh, but the big thing that they have they have their software which would be just like another app. But the other part of it that you can get um, is like a horn. So the horn just you basically maybe on top of your press box at your football field, but it's a horn that would go off when there's inclement weather and everyone needs to clear. So you don't have to be running around. Um, it's just an automatic horn. Also, the coaches would have that on their phone, and they would get – you basically draw circles around your, your venue – and mm-hmm. so if it gets within 20 miles, they'd get uh, an alert saying, you know, there's severe weather within 20 miles and lightning's mm-hmm. what we're talking about more than anything. And then as sure. it gets closer, if it would get to 10, 10 miles, then that siren would go off. Mm-hmm. And there's no arguing with the siren. I mean, if the siren yeah, goes just, off, you clear. Um, yep. So I'm going to, I'm looking into it still. Um, it's really not too bad expense wise. Um and I've got to have a, a conversation with our superintendent yet, but um, I'm probably going to pull him into an online meeting with him too, because I think district wide, it might be something that we might be interested in instead of just relying on our phones and uh, yep. some of those things and having the coach rely on their phone and us having to chase them down and sure. run out, you know, but when we know the good thing is about basically spring weather, we know when storms are coming. So I think we're probably communicating with our coaches long before they go to practice, unless yeah. something just happens to pop up. So sure, we kind of, sure. we kind of at one o'clock in the afternoon know that, Hey, just be aware. We're scheduled to get a thunderstorm at four thirty. you know, have a plan. So anyway, uh, earth networks is something I think it's worth checking out. Um, I'll let you know, as I kind of get into it a little bit more as well. Yeah, um, nice. For me, the technology and the things there's, there's three things I wrote down. Uh, number one, I, I use uh, Google Keep um, just for a lot of note taking. Uh, you can it's you, it's on your phone, obviously. If you if you got uh, the Google stuff, you've used Google a lot. Uh, but then it's also on your computer, so you can always pull it up on your computer. Uh, boy, I've got so much stuff on there from um, notes on leadership. I you know you can have different folders, so. Um, you know, I've got tons of folders from leadership to smoking meat to the Traeger, whatever it might be. But um, <laughs> I just I can always and you can set reminders on that. That reminder then goes to my Google Calendar, um, which was my next thing was I, I use my calendar just nonstop for reminders. Yeah. Um, and so my calendar looks pretty full. Uh, but if I need to remember something, um, I throw it on my calendar. Um, so become a big calendar guy, uh, for that. Uh, the, the third thing I did, which I've just started using in the last week, um, I met these guys at the national convention. Um, it's called Gipper, G I P P E R. They're social media templates. And, um, so, uh, I've just been able to, to use those in the last week. Uh, the first, the first level, uh, was $450 for just one user. So I'm paying for that. Um, but I'm also looking for a sponsor. I'm going to make a couple calls tomorrow. I put it out there for people, but I'm going to make a couple calls tomorrow and get a sponsorship. And then as that sponsorship can grow, I think it's $1,800. Um, and then you can, all your coaches could have it. So then your coaches could be creating uh, their own templates, their own social media. And then you'd have a consistent look across your department as well. So uh, did they, did, so you could, you could get just a one use one for 450, but you could open it up to all your coaches for 1800. Correct. 
Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the initial one for just one license, I didn't think was bad at all. So, no, that's um, really good. That's a good price. It is. And they're really easy to use. Um, again, they use it for about a week and uh, it's been good. So, and they've been really helpful. Um, good customer service as well. So, that's Gipper, G I P P E R, if anybody wants to check those out. Aaron Stucker, what do you got for some. Uh, Efficiency well, in your department. Um, uh, everything you guys have talked about in terms of just categories, uh, use similar things to what you guys have got. Um, I use Google Forms a lot to, to just mm -hmm. capture information, capture mm -hmm. data, do surveys. Um, even as simple as, uh, you know, I, I don't know how every conference does it, but, you know, you, you've got your monthly conference meetings. And when it's your yep. turn to host your monthly conference, conference meeting and you've got to take lunch orders because you've got to buy lunch for everybody. Uh, you know, you used to do that via email and you'd wait for people to reply via email. It's as simple as doing a quick, hey, here's, here's a link to the menu from who I'm getting lunch to and send the Google form out to them with their name and their school and, and what they're ordering uh, to, mm. to just capture that information. So anything you can think of where you're trying to get responses from people. Um, I've gotten into using it a lot with our hall of fame where I use it to, I'll send a Google form out to my athletes or coaches or boosters. We're putting into our hall of fame to capture their information. Um, so that I can do more cutting and pasting rather than, um, yeah. uh, so it, I can get the information I want it. We started to use it for senior night information. My secretary is like, well, I should use Google forms for that. So now instead of a, a, a piece of paper, we give to the coaches and say, have them fill this out and bring it back we send the form directly to the kids via their school email address and they fill the Google form out for us that way. And that's been way faster this year getting that stuff back. So Google forms really can be used to do a lot of quick data information and gathering. It's great for surveys, but it's also great for just capturing information um, from a large group of people in a short amount of time. So yeah, I like I use, that. use that a lot. Um, and yeah. then, you guys talked about your social media. You know, I, I'm using Adobe Spark a lot um, is what I use. Um, I don't know if I'd be using it if the school didn't have a, a school-based account because uh, it's part of that Adobe Creative Cloud and it can get kind of expensive. <clears throat> um, but since our district has a, an Adobe Creative Cloud account, um, it's offered to us. I can go log in with my school uh, information at the district level or with our district license. And so I do the same stuff, set templates up and things like that for, for game promotions and stuff like that. So I, unfortunately, five years ago, that wasn't something we were doing a lot of. And now it's probably consuming two to three hours of our week every week. Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. On the, yeah. Just the, the, the promotion of our events uh, yeah. for our kids. So I like that a lot. If your district has, yeah. a, has a, a license, it's a, it's a really cool program to use. Mm-hmm. One of the things I'm uh, here is kind of start a student yes. sports information department and and get them to create those you know yeah. events and uh, to work on. I just think it's one of those things, kind of like Ira. You know, when he's talking last week about their um, their sports night they've got coming up, yeah, so career in sports. Um, I, I think our kids that are interested in being a part of athletics don't know how many opportunities there are, are out there for them to do. And uh, with the technology that we have, uh, you know, they could help us. And I'm uh, still trying to recruit some kids to do that. So um, I think they could be a big part of helping to create a lot of those uh event or those things, you know, whether it's on Adobe spark or Gipper or however we're doing it, they could, they could take that and run with it yeah, if we can just find count. the right kids to do it. Yeah. Well, our third question comes from a guy by the name of Brent Butcher. Uh, first of all, I want to go back. Thank Chris. Uh, Chris, thank you for your questions uh, that you sent us and appreciate your time in doing that and hope we help to answer that. Uh, so our, our third question from Brent Butcher, uh, DCG High School. Yeah, you guys ever heard of that guy? Yeah, I've heard of him a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah. Well, he, he sent us a, uh, a question, kind of timely. I think he sent yeah, it Friday night. Actually, I think we put that out there Friday. He sent us a text or something and said, uh, making the decision 
to postpone or cancel games at home and on the road? You know, what are your policies, procedures, and then specifically for revenue events like show choir competitions? <laughs> I didn't know if he was emailed this or are you just trying to poke the bear? I think he was poking the bear, but it's a great question, so we'll let him poke away. It's a great question, and we're going to attack it because we don't back down at Beyond the Bench. So, with that, our lead-up hitter now, we changed the order. Aaron, Aaron is leading off this one. I'm going to duck my head in the sand and ignore it all, but I think that'd be like fouling off a strike two bunt. But uh, Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to go with something different than that, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, man, the the hardest part of that, of his question there is – I think it's super easy to just sit back and and I love the idea of winter storm warning. We don't do anything. Everything is canceled, postponed, no activities, no practices, go home, Katie bar the door. And, and, Uh you know, and that's, I'd like it to be that, that clean. Um, Uh But as Scott was alluding to earlier uh, and I, and to be honest, we did that last weekend. Last weekend, they said winter storm warning from 5 p.m. on Friday afternoon till 6 p.m. on on Saturday evening. And we said blanket across the board. And if we're winter storm warning, not do anything. Well, got to this week and winter storm warning, 3 p.m. Friday afternoon till 6 p.m. on Saturday. And I was all of a sudden, man, I it's just more gray than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I think the things we made some changes and some adjustments and like I said, and moved some stuff from Friday to Thursday to, to make sure we got it in that we didn't we did we didn't have a lot of makeup dates. I don't like to do that a lot, but we looked ahead to makeup dates and we didn't have a lot of makeup dates. So we moved it up instead. Um, yeah. But I, I think there's some things and getting to Brent's question that are very clear. Nope, we absolutely cannot have this event if if, if the event's supposed to take place during the the heart of the the most severe weather. And so you looked at Friday night stuff. I mean, yeah. the heaviest snow was supposed to move in by two on our end of the state by two, three o'clock in the afternoon. And it was supposed to be heaviest between 6 PM and midnight. Well, no, you're not, you're not having those events, but I also did pump the brakes more on the Saturday stuff and say, Hey, let's wait on the Saturday morning stuff. If we can, and they, let's make the decision Saturday morning. Let's see how much snow we really do get. Let's see what the road conditions look like on Saturday morning before we make that decision. Mm-hmm. Especially, as Brent alludes to, to the revenue things. Our show choir. People want us to make the decision on, is our show choir going to go to Linmar and participate? And when they wanted to know that Friday afternoon, I said, I'm not, I'm not doing that till Saturday morning. Let's see what the weather looks like. Let's see what the roads look like in the Cedar Rapids metro area. And I'm glad we waited um, because... They weren't great, but they were they they were passable, and our kids got to go to Linmar and compete uh, in their show choir competition, and they got to generate the revenue they had a revenue for, or a gain for their sports or their their show choir. So, long story short, I don't think it's super. It's not great. I think you have to stay on top of it, and, I, and safety of the kids is never a gray area. But I think we need to sometimes pump the brakes and be patient, even though people don't want us to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know Scott, what? I, what about you? I can't agree more with Aaron. I think he's on it. I, you know, this weekend, you know, on Friday, obviously we had had to cancel our basketball games, and everybody was wondering if we were going to be able to go to Lynn Mar. And I, and again, I think it's just all about communication. I know people want questions and they want to answer right this second. What are we doing? But um, you know, we communicated throughout the day. You know, we kind of made a decision, you know, kind of later Friday that, hey, you know what, we're not going to be able to send all of our show choirs. We have five. Uh, we sent our um, two of our show choirs and we left as late in the day as we can. Linmar was gracious enough to allow us to uh, push our times back. Um, we left at 11, which I felt was a time that was a safe in the day. I think a lot of the, the roads had gotten a lot of work then by then um, and our Again, our show choir was able to go and, and have a great day and win, win the Supernova Championship. And our kids were excited and they were, you know, had a great day. And But bottom line, I think Aaron's right. I go, our, our kids, number one, and sometimes to cancel. And we have, you know, parents that are upset that we didn't 
participate. At the end of the day, I think we can just say, you know, our kids' safety is our number one priority. I know they want to go compete. I know they want to do all these things, but we also need to be safe. And in today's litigious society, we even have to be even more careful of, of going and, and making weather. And that's why it's such a tough decision for us as athletic directors to make, because we know it's, it's not a, uh, something that we take lightly. We take it very seriously and kids safety is, you know, one of our primary concerns. So we want to make sure we make the right decision. Yeah, for sure. I think another thing that I think I thought of too, is just, you know, I think as ADs, we need to know, is it our decision alone? Um, I think you mentioned before, you know, you were communicating with your assistant superintendent uh, and uh, those people. But, you know, who do you need to communicate with? Uh, it's always nice to have somebody making a yep. joint decision with you. Uh, you know, in my case, it'd be myself and the superintendent. And we communicated a lot this weekend. And, you know, a couple of like Friday night, of course, he he made the call Thursday night, yep. uh, which was a good call. And. You know, he just said, we're not going to have school tomorrow and not going to have activities. Yep. Great. I can live with that and we'll do it. So uh, just kind of know who you're making the decision with. And I think it is good to have that, have somebody with you, uh, or at least communicate with them. It's kind of a, a yeah. joint decision as well. I think the other thing to consider, you know, last week when we were supposed to get that big storm in Jefferson, yeah. we got nothing. And it all kind of hit Des Moines in that area over to the east. So we are 50 miles from Des Moines, but we were playing Seidel, which is in the middle of Des Moines. So, you know, they started getting out of school. When they let out of school, you know, we knew we, knew we weren't going to play. So a lot of it comes down to where are your kids going, where are they traveling to? Because we could have played around here. We, we could have sure. played like a Perry or somebody. Um, but we couldn't have made it to Des Moines. And, you know, what time are they going? What's the, what's the, we kind of talked about that, but when is the storm going to be at its worst? Um, will they be on the roads or, you know, in our case too, in Greene County, we've got kids that may get back to school and then they've got to drive 20 miles right. on county yeah. roads yeah. to get That's home. That's a good consideration too. And those county <laughs> roads, those county roads may be the worst road. They're going to get the last yep. snow plow. They may not get it till Saturday morning. And so if they get back here Friday night, now granted they could stay at somebody's house, but you don't want kids trying to get home yeah. in that either. So you know, just a lot of those factors, hopefully, again, there's so many apps out there we can rely on, but um, you just kind of, there's, there'll be another yes. day to play the game. Um, might not be as convenient, but like you said, if the welfare of the kids is number one priority, nobody's going to argue with that well, either. <laughs> they, not not with any yeah. credibility, but they might argue anyway. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no that's doubt. All right. That's all right. All right, last question uh, today. Uh, the we got this from Jordan Rendell. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Jordan Rendell. Uh, from Northwood Kinzet. And uh, Jordan said, what advice would you have for uh, a first-year AD? He's going to start his uh, life as an AD next year. Um, and he's going to be a teacher and a coach and the AD. So he's going to be wearing that hat, um, which I've worn. And uh, so he, he wanted to know the best advice for the new AD starting in June. So I'll hit lead off on this one. And then we'll go to Aaron and then let Scott hit cleanup. Uh, for me, um, I guess when I was in that role at trainer is where I had that. Um, number one, I had great support from the superintendent and the principal. And I would want to know what kind of support I'm going to have in terms of supervision, um, especially obviously when you're coaching. Um, you know, what's that going to look like? Are they going to help you on, on other nights? Uh, if you're coaching in the winter, I think he may be a wrestling coach. So if he's coaching wrestling, you know, are they helping out at basketball? You sure hope so. But what kind of support do you have from them uh, for the entire job, not just supervision? And then, you know, secondly, what are the expectations? Are you just a scheduler? Are you an event management type person? Uh, what are the leadership expectations that they have of you? Um, 
And even if they don't specifically say them, you still have them and you still need to, to have those leadership. Uh, you need to have that as part of what you're doing as an AD, uh, working with the people that you're, you're working with, the other coaches. Um, the last thing I think under that expectation thing is as a coach, when you're still coaching, I think you've got to work harder for other programs mm-hmm. than you do your own. Because it's hard to, to switch that hat and say, well, right, you're only getting that because you're, you coach this. Um, it's tough. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not, it's not hard. Uh, but you've got to work so hard for other programs to prove to them that you're in it for every program, whether it be the choir, whether it be the other sports, and, whatever Todd, that looks like. Just, um, you, you've so got to be as – Well, I say that's not just true go for ahead. like – if you're in this situation where he's going to be still coaching a sport and also be AD, but if you right. are, especially if you're a new AD taking on or transferring to that role, like I did, I was a, a teacher coach first at Kennedy then transitioned into the AD spot. If you're one of those folks in the same school or, or even a new school, they don't know what you coached. And so if you were a basketball coach before the assumption is going to be, you're going to care more about the basketball program than every other one. So you have to do exactly what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Um, in those scenarios also is make sure you get to know and, and, and work with and work hard for those other sports um, that you haven't been associated with before. You know, what's crazy about that. You know, what's crazy right. about that yeah. is every time I've taken a new AD role, the newspaper, you know, they always interview you and they, what's your favorite? They always ask you, what's yeah. your favorite sport? <laughs> That's the question they ask me every time. And I always say, I love all of our sports. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Good point. A couple other things that I would tell Jordan. uh, Don't try and do it all at once. Um, If you're, you know, you're at Northwood Kinsett now or whatever. And if you're staying there, you've got an idea of some things that you want to do. Don't try and do them all at once. Uh, What are your biggest needs? Kind of prioritize what those needs are as you see them and do that. But don't try to do it all. And then I think the other thing you can always control, we talk about this all the time, is you can control the PR. You control the public relations of your department, uh, publicizing your kids, the coaches you work with. And if you can do that for all the other programs as well as yours, I think you're taking a big step forward. The last thing I would tell Jordan and any new AD that's going to be starting or is still – out there uh, in their first or second year and haven't done it is join your local, join your state organization in Iowa, join the Iowa high school athletic directors association and then become involved. Now your involvement might be making sure you get to your meetings, making sure you can try to get to the state convention, but join the, the state organization and become involved. And don't be afraid to reach out to anyone in that organization for advice and help. If you hear something that you, you like what somebody's doing, send them an email and say, hey, I heard you talking about this. Can you send me that checklist? If you want a checklist, contact Scott Jarvis. Yes. <laughs> so but don't be afraid to reach out. Even as a young AD, um, yeah. don't be afraid. And uh, – because we are all here to help. We've all been in that first year spot and in that second year spot where we're just trying to figure the darn thing out. And those first three years are critical for any AD in any state. And we don't want you to be on an island. We want to be your support. We want to help you. And uh, we are always an email, a phone call, a text away. So don't be afraid to reach out and get involved in that local organization. Um, Aaron, what do you got for Jordan and the, stuff, our I, I, first year two things I'll add to that. And one is going to be, and we've mentioned several times, there are, there are going to be go-to people uh, in your day-to-day who are going to help you get things done, um, whether it's setting up gyms and PA systems or, trans, or, or setting up your transportation or contacting officials or being an event manager while you're gone. Make sure you find out who those folks are sit down with them, get to know them, establish communication patterns with them, make sure that, that you know who they are, how they tick, um, when they want information, how they want information, because if you keep them happy, they make you look like a genius. Um, so 
establish communication with those key folks right away, custodians, all those folks. Second thing I would say is I think a lot of folks want to come in and, uh, and, and rightfully so, you move into a leadership position like an athletic administrator and you've got a lot of ideas of what you want to do and what you want to accomplish and, and all that stuff. And, and Todd makes a great point. First of all, you can't do it all at once. I think one of the things that leaders can, the most important thing they can do even if you're going to be in your own school, you're going to be still looking at things from a different perspective. Take time to talk with your coaches and find out from them what are their visions, what are their goals, what are their strengths, what do they need help with. One of my favorite questions to ask folks is, what are things that are going on right now we need to keep doing in your program, in our department, and what are things that we need to stop doing right now? Because we're kind of starting clean on new AD and, and clean slate what do we want to keep doing? What do we want to stop? And, and, and really, you can't let their agenda drive your first year or so, but it, it, it helps you know where to start. And I think you're going to build trust and build relationships by finding out what, what they want first and, what, and, and try to meld that into what you want to do rather than coming in saying, I'm Jordan and I'm the new AD and this is how we're doing things and by God, you're going to do things the way I do them. Um, mm -hmm. That just shows such a lack of respect and trust in them from the get go. So be careful with that as a, as a new AD, new leader. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Find out what they want to do and where they want to go, because chances are they've got the same ideas you have. But but now you're working collaboratively with them, not telling them what to do. Yeah. Good point. Great questions. You, just Scott, big, what do you got to add to that? What? Um. When I came back to Iowa, I went to the new AD workshop, and uh, many of you know Scott Kibbe, um, now the principal at I Iowa City Liberty High School and a uh, longtime AD in the Cedar Rapids area, but he had a great, just little survey or a great little questionnaire that he put out to his coaches, and uh, I've taken that now, and I've adapted that to reaching out to kids and my coaches on what do they want to see? What are some improvements we can make? What do you need from me? So um, just maybe giving your coaches just a brief survey of what they need from you as a new athletic director. What are some things that you need? Again, like Aaron said, what do we need to keep doing? But what are some things I can do for you as our coaching staff to help you, um, you know, with your program? I always tell uh, our coaches, uh, my number one job is to help you have the best possible program that you can possibly have. And, and I really feel that that is a role of an athletic director, but also being cognizant that especially being in a school that you've coached in that your perception from your coaches will be different now. Um, and, and it's your, your stations that you were in the middle of and you have with your coaching friends. I was in that position uh, when I was in MFL Marmac, I went from being a coach that, was and um, I got into that roles in AD and it's different. There's a different relationship. Just being cognizant of that, your relationships uh, change as as an athletic director and a coach. Um, that doesn't mean it's good or bad. Just being cognizant that your role and your friendships will change, and that role as a new athletic director. But again, like uh, Todd and Aaron both said, uh, we are here to help. Anything that we can do to provide uh, new ADs um, any help we can, we will, because we know it's a tough profession and, and we need to keep good ADs in the profession. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. You referenced it too. And I think the other thing I'd tell Jordan is make sure you attend that, yeah. the new AD workshops, the four sessions uh, that Scott or that uh, Todd Tharp will have. Uh, make sure you get to those. The first one, I believe, is in August, and uh, get signed up for those. And you don't feel overwhelmed. You'll get a lot of stuff, but it's good to get there and connect. You'll see other people in the room who are doing the same thing you are. So um, know that you're not before alone. Before we leave Jordan's question there, Jordan, I'm going to get since I, I know you'll be listening. Um, go to the state convention this spring, even though you're not on board as the AD. Um, convince your district they need to let you go to that convention. Yeah. Um, I did. I did that. I attended the spring before I started, and that was huge to just start meeting people and networking. And we will be offering mm. 501, 502, and 503, which are the nuts and bolts of being an AD classes from the NAAA at this convention in March and, and convince them to, hey, if I'm going to do this thing well and get off on a great start, I need you to send me. I need to take these three classes. 
and, and it'll get you off to a, a much better start. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, point. Good point. All right. Well, thanks for the questions, um, guys. Uh, Chris, thank you. Brent, thank you. And uh, Jordan, thank you for the questions that you sent in. And I hope we, uh, we helped you a little bit. I, I, I jotted down some notes myself, some things I'm going to do as well. So thanks for those questions and leading us into those. Um, Aaron, you're going to lead us into our well, closing we, thought this, this week. talking here about what we close the show with today. And, and many of you, uh, again, we're recording Saturday or Sunday night, uh, the 19th. Tomorrow is January 20th, Martin Luther King Day being um, uh, recognized tomorrow. Many of us will be out of school tomorrow. Uh, still have activities and things like that going on, but no classes tomorrow. Uh, in remembrance of Dr. Martin Luther King and this the significant impact on civil rights. And just, I, I've always thought of, of Dr. King as a a master of relationship, master of communication, as I studied him or just mm-hmm. uh, read things uh, from him. Um, if his focus on it was on the civil rights end of things, uh, but it was all about culture and relationships, um, getting to know people, put it, walking a mile in other people's shoes and trying to, to see things from their perspective um, on that. And so what we thought we'd do to end the show off today here is just each of us kind of submitted an, an, uh, a, a quote from Martin Luther King that kind of spoke to us that we'd share that and talk about that as we close up tonight's show. So uh, Scott, you're, uh, you're back to that lead off spot. I like, I love it. I, I, and Aaron, you, you talk about Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King. I, I just see him as uh, the epitome of being a servant leader. Um, uh, talk about a, a, a man who made such a huge impact on our society and, um, you know, literally gave his own life uh, for the struggle of civil rights. And um, he's got so many great quotes, but uh, as an athletic director, this one just really spoke to me and our work as athletic administrators. And it was no work is insignificant. All labor that uplifts humanity has dignity and importance and should be undertaken with painstaking excellence. I just thought that was a great quote, um, not only for athletic directors, but, especially for athletic directors, we want to be excellent for our kids every day. And that's what we need to be doing is we need to be uplifting our coaches, uh, uplifting our students to be better. Um, and I know Todd always says that be better. Um, I think that just speaks. And um, what a great day to honor such a great man. So I quote for the day. I like it. I like it. How about you, Todd? Well, mine, mine uh, was uh, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. You know, I, I agree. I think uh, the legacy of Dr. King is in, number one, his love for people, and uh, then just how he just served them. His, his servant leadership is all over everything that he said and uh, that he did. But that quote to me is, you know, everyone wants to be there when it's going well. And uh, we can all feel pretty good about that. But um, what do you do when you're really challenged and when times get tough? Uh, I think that's where you show more of your character, more of, more of your integrity, uh, you show more leadership in those times than you do when things are going well. So, um, you know, you got to stay the course. It's easy to say, hard to do. Um, but that's the ultimate measure of us, I think, as as men, as, as women, and uh, leaders in this role, is that what do we do? Because they're looking at us when things get tough, when tough times come, that's where I think we leave our legacy, and that's where Dr. King left his, his as well. Good, great stuff, Todd. Um, quote I I wanted to share, uh, and, and again, this will speak to Dr. King's servant leadership, um, and and just the way he lived his life. But it it's this one that he said: life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? And, and when I think about that, I think about servant leadership. I, um, when we're asking 
people within our organization, whether it be our coaches, our kids, our parents, to, to serve others, to put others first, um, to, to, to give back. Um, I, one of the reasons I think that's so important and I believe so much in that is because it's, it's easy to let yourself down. Uh, you can have your own goals, your own aspirations and things you want to do and you want to accomplish. And when it gets tough, uh, okay, I can I can slide past that one or, or, or step back from that goal, that dream or that what I want to get accomplished because it's hard. When you've dedicated it yourself to helping other people be their best and it gets tough and it gets hard and there's a grind and there's a risk to it, but you've committed to making others better. Well, now you have to get in and you have to get your hands dirty and you have to, you have to be your best to help them be their best. It drives us to be the best version of ourselves by serving others and chasing their dreams and their needs. And then that brings out our best as well. So that's what I think of when I think about that quote. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, thanks guys. Um, and uh, thank you for sharing those quotes. Um, and thanks for all the conversation tonight. I got better tonight. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I did get better. Um, so, again, we want to thank everyone for listening. We went a little longer tonight, but uh, uh, we just had some good stuff to cover, too. So maybe you listen to us in chunks uh, if you didn't have a chance to listen to it all the way. But I want to thank everyone for listening and uh, for making us a part of your week or part of your day. Um, want to thank Hometown Ticketing again, our partner and our, our sponsor for Beyond the Bench and this podcast. Thank you for their, their sponsorship and partnership with us. And uh, you all have a, a great week out there. I hope things go well. I hope we uh, stay away from storms this week and uh, get back on a normal schedule, whatever that <laughs> looks like. But let's hope it gets back to normal. So, Scott, Aaron, have a great week. Uh, thanks again for your time. And uh, We'll talk to you again next week. So everyone out there, have a great week. Uh, keep pushing through January. You'll get there and be blessed.